So what's like the craziest thing you've ever spent money on? And then you spent it and you felt like, oh, is this my true color? <laughs> hey, yo, guys. So what's up? Happy New Year, you know? <laughs> this year is starting on a very high, high. High, high, high. So yeah, just getting straight into it. This entire month, that's January, we're going to be considering the topic, New Year, New Money. And under the series, we would have like four other topics. But for this week, for today, we are going to be considering the psychology of money. So let's just get started. When we ask you, what's like the craziest thing you've ever spent money on? Uh, some people say, uh, maybe they bought shoes. Some people say maybe they bought uh, makeup. Some people say maybe they bought uh, hair, you know? For some people, it's sneakers. Duh. I'm not pointing fingers, but going straight to the point. So how we spend money actually reflects where our heart is. If you love somebody, you spend money on them. If you like something, you spend money on it. If you have a passion for something, you put your money into it. If you love hair, you put your money in hair. It just shows that that is where your love is. So let's look at sometimes somebody is very poor and they're like, I can never spend this amount of money buying something. Me, if you use 20,000 to cut my hair, what are they cutting? What are they cutting? And then maybe like a few years later, this person is all soft now. Everything is good. And you see them spending money anyhow. <laughs> and you're like, ah, 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 ah. So sometimes we can say that money is a revealer. Not necessarily like money brings the evil part of people, but money just shows people's true intentions. Because many times when people are poor and they don't, they can't afford some resources, they just say they can't do some things. They will never put their money in some things. They don't even have the power to do it. When there's power to do something, you will now see the true color. That, oh, this is how you look. This is where you can... Yeah. And it's okay. It's fine. No need to judge yourself. You've just seen maybe your first true color. <laughs> Doesn't mean that that should be like your final, eternal true color in life. So let's look at the psychology of money. There are two ways money can be viewed. How God wants us to view it and how the world wants us to view it. And also there are some facts around money. But let's start with the facts around money. Fact one is money is a legal tender. Meaning... I have value to exchange for money. You have money to exchange for value. That is the entire concept around money. So if I intend to maybe get some money, I should probably have some value to offer because you would only have to be a thief. Look at the um, trade by butter days. And you say, I have something for you. Give me some yam. I have something for you. What is it? I have something for you. That's how for one night starts. <laughs> because in the end, the reason for trade by butter was to offer value for value. And somehow somebody decided and said, let's just put it on this paper. And it's agreed upon that this is the value of this paper. And we can use it to exchange every other thing without doing yam for yam for beans, beans for yam. Just go straight to yam for money and money for anything you like. And that sounded like a great idea. And yeah, we have it. So first, we agree that money is a legal tender. Secondly, money desires to flow. Money does not function properly when it's just seated in a box in under your bed in a hole in your village that's not how money is designed to work money is designed to flow and you should allow money to flow and another way they say it in your rise you know money is supposed to be spent so the entire point of being somebody who is financially prudent or somebody who is very conscious about their finances doesn't mean that you don't spend money at all or you just tie money down no it means that you divert your resources in the right places and the places where they should go the places where they would give you returns so how the world wants us to view it is there's a lot of thoughts flying around some people say nah mumu they go school school now scam or 
nah, just different ideologies that tend to paint the right way of going after money as foolish. If somebody sees money inside a car as a taxi driver, and maybe they one of their clients forget, forget. Like I read that boat driver that somebody forgot about four thousand dollars in his car, and he returned it. Some some other people were saying that it's quite foolish because why would he do that? First, it's not his money. What did he trade to get that? Nothing. So why do you think he should keep it? But the ideology in the world is that he should have kept that money because I mean it's free money. Who doesn't want free money? And that is one thing that we need to shield ourselves from. Because if you can do that as a Christian or as a believer, it means that money has you. Because it is that money that is moving you to act. And we should always know that the way the world wants us to think is even from the way God wants us to think. So first, we do not worship money. We do not worship mammon. We believe in honest work, guarding wealth. There's a scripture for this. In the book of Proverbs 13 verse 11, the smart wise man was speaking and he was saying something about how Honest money increases little by little, but money gotten by fraud would quickly diminish. We must understand that one of the convictions you hold, if it's going to, if you are going to make money the wrong way, you don't want to be a part of it. Do you get? If if money is going to be made in a way that it will compromise your values, you don't want to be a part of it because there's a way that says, do you want to worship God or worship Mammon? If you worship God, it means that you yield to the demands of God. If you worship mammon, if you worship money, you yield to the demands of money. You can do anything for money. Can you slap your mommy for two million? You will slap your mommy for... Can you cut your neighbor's hand for I'll buy him prosthetic arm? Do you get? So these are where those crazy... I don't even know how people think of all these crazy scenarios. But back to the point. There's a way God wants us to think of money. There's a way the world wants us to think of money. And I would not want to spend all my time talking about different ideologies about money that the world has. You already know them. And some of them have already informed your thinking. But let's go back to how God wants us to see money. God wants us to see money as something that we can let go of freely. That way our life is not tied to it. He says the life of a man does not comprise of the things that he possesses. The life does not comprise of the cars that you have, of the things that you own. That's not the life that we've been called to. God wants us to see money as just one of those things that we have and we can easily let go of. Remember that woman who gave a hall in the temple when people rich people came and then they gave into the offering box and there was this woman who had i think like the smallest maybe short of a farthing or something and then she put into the box and jesus saw what she gave and in that moment jesus said that this is the woman that has given the most because she gave her all because sacrificially that that, that is what it means giving your all giving your all can be different if you're a rich person your all will be different from my own all but giving your all all around means that whatever you have in your hand giving it and that shows the mindset of that is where my heart is i can easily let go of it money is not my god money i do not serve money money serves me so as a believer the mindset we have is money serves us so if you've been buying hair buying this thing i'm not judging you i spend my money on sneakers too but here's the point i just want to use this entire episode to address our psychology towards money that we should not let money have us we should have money meaning that we can de- dictate where we want to put our money we can dictate how we want to spend our money not according to maybe desires of our flesh or how the world has programmed us to think but according to the word of god meaning that when god says that to give to the poor when god says that to help the widows when god says to contribute to our local church we are not the one fighting all these things because when you look at it again you see believers that are saying they don't believe in titan they don't believe in okay your local assembly that you attend how do you support them and everywhere is quiet. I think it's just grossly 
unsincere for you to say that you do not believe in something and you do not have any other way to su- support your local church. Because you come up every day. There's a, the hall that they rented or the venue. Somebody's coming, bringing chairs. Somebody's bringing sound. Somebody's bringing... How did all those things jump there? So we need to be more sincere with ourselves that we'll put our money where our heart is. And as Christians, our heart is with God. Our heart is above. We have set our affections on the things that are above, not on the things that are beneath. Meaning that our money will be spent for kingdom purposes. Our money will be spent for kingdom purposes. We must commit to have the right mindset towards money. We would not let the world teach us how to view money. We would take our learnings from the word of God. We would take our learnings from God's instructions. That money should be our slave. We would not serve money. Money would be our errand boy. We would not um, run errands for money. Meaning money would not dictate our actions. It would dictate how we want to spend our money and where our money goes. And because our hearts are in the things of God, we would commit our money to the instructions of God. Now, this sounding like, are you saying all the money that I make, everything, just be giving it to church, giving it to church. <laughs> That's not how it is. Another context that this gives us is when you have all the money in the world, when you have everything that you need and everything that you you will eventually get to be like Solomon and you say all is vanity. It's good. You want to you don't worry to tell you all is vanity. When I get there, let me know that all is vanity. I know that's what some people want to say. And let me see the vanity for myself. In the end, what is the point? We already have scriptures to live by. We have what's that guide us. You have a lot of money, fine. You have you don't have so much. You have just enough, fine. What is important is you still have eternal life and your eternal life will diminish. Oosh, oosh, conscious. But yeah, moving forward, you are going to see in the next coming episodes, you will see the breakdown, budgeting, how to save and spend, and then giving and all the rest. But it's just going to give us the mindset on how we should view money because nobody ever taught us how to view money from maybe like as children. You just pick whatever you can pick. They didn't even teach you anything about money in school how to manage your own personal finance. Nobody taught you that. You just picked maybe habits from friends, habits from um, parents. And then you're here now with where you are here and you're seeing your true color. So in all our dealings, we learn to compose ourselves. There's money in your hand already. You're already your heart is already racing fast. Somebody just sent you like just 100k a lot now. Like you just made some money and your heart is already racing fast. What should I spend it on? What should I spend it on? <laughs> Calm down, calm down. This entire thing is addressing the psychology of money will mean that you would address how you view money anytime there's money in your hand or how you even feel about money. This will affect how you feel because you should not be having high blood pressure. Like, oh, so what should I spend it on? What should I, what should I do now? What should I do you get? There will be a right attitude to it and you would know that money is your slave and not your master. So uh, as we started with this little expose, you know, uh, we'll be diving deeper in the coming weeks. Uh, so stay tuned. I remain tuned in our Don't forget to follow, like, or subscribe, or add it to your playlist. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and um, Google Podcasts. I'll see you some other time to the best week of our lives. Bye. <laughs>